Welcome back to the Cult House Podcast. I'm your host, Roger Riddell. Joining me today is the Atlas Moth vocalist and guitarist, Stavros Giannopoulos. How are you doing today, you Stavros? It. You said it right. Great job. Great job. <laughs> and I've known you for like a decade now. So Yeah, for to... a bunch of people I've known forever got like Stavros. It's like Stavros. <laughs> what do you say? I mean, some people just call you Steve. Yeah, it's true. Some people call me Maurice. Woo-woo. You guys got a new beer coming out, right? We do, yes. A new beer. We have a beer coming out, period. Well, you had the this mead my before, first beer. which is... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a new alcohol coming out. Yes. <laughs> um, we teamed up with Wake Brewery out in, I think it's Rock Island, Illinois. I have never been there. Uh, and they're doing an actual human blood orange sour for uh, Vox and Hops Brutality. Uh, you can go to voxandhops.com and check it out. I know that it's going to be tough to get in Chicago, so you might have to go out to Rock Island to get it. But... Uh, Maybe I'll figure out a way to mail you one. Yeah, does it have actual human blood in it? it has actual human blood orange in it. <laughs> Jesus, Roger. Come on, listen to the name. Wait, you, you never know. You could have done that whole thing like Kiss did with the Marvel comic back in the day where the band put a vial of their blood into the ink, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that would be very unhygienic for beer. If we do a comic book, though, I'll get back to you. All right, I'll let you know. I mean, you all, uh, I think you all talked about doing that with Komanoir, right? Well, how about this breaking news? Um, so we are going to, I guess, Coma uh, is almost uh, out of print uh, vinyl wise. And a couple uh, a couple dudes and I have, I co-wrote a graphic novel. Who would have thought? Uh, and it's basically based around like, you know, like Komanoir was like, um, there's no concept record. We've all, I've tried to write a concept record several times. Dave and I both have. And like, Within like a song, we're both like, fuck this, like, holy shit. It's just so constricting. But I kind of like had a story in my head that I used as like, um, I don't know what you really want to call it, like kind of like reference points, you know, like the, the record, uh, a lot of it is me talking to you. Um, so like, basically I, I had a story in my head and it wasn't completely fleshed out, but I wanted to flesh it out. And then uh, this uh, author, Nick Savage and I just got together and we, fleshed out a story and then uh we got this guy um m ryan arnold he's uh illustrating it right now so we're gonna re-release it hopefully in the fall uh with a comic book a whole graphic novel how about that yeah i might uh i might have to actually buy that vinyl i've pretty much never oh, got the whole it? vinyl thing i didn't buy oh, the vinyl right, the first time. yeah guy. yeah 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 well we're gonna have the we're gonna yeah. have the uh the comic book will also be available without the vinyl but we just figured it'd be like it might as well right you know like we need more uh, records anyway so but yeah, so we're going to do that. And then um, in September, it's the 10-year anniversary of An Egg for the Distance, which makes me feel old as shit. And uh, we're going to re-release Egg on vinyl because that thing's been long gone. I know I, Most people I know they don't even have a copy for it. It's like the number one thing. People are like, hey, do you have any copies of that on vinyl? It's like, not for you. you know. Like I have like one copy of it. So um, that's going to be coming out in, I think, like October-ish, like early October. Yeah, you all tried to give me a copy of that on vinyl 10 years ago, and I was like, I got the CD already. 
<laughs> you're the only person on the planet dude like seriously that like there's like a there's a 100 uh, copy uh, glow in the dark version of it and i swear like i have never been asked for something more in my entire life and i only have one of them you know so it's like sorry you know like i try to keep at least one of every record i do you know i try to do that with shirts until like <laughs> we were banned for five years and we had like 300 shirts so i was like okay this is over with but uh, i do keep like one of every uh, copy of each color of our records and stuff so I only have one of those, and uh, I guess we'll have a, someone who gets a, a new one. I don't think it's going to be glow-in-the-dark, though. I think the glow-in-the-dark one was the one that you all tried to give me. You dumbass. <laughs> that thing is sought after, man. I think it'll go for big money at Discogs right now. You know, this is, uh, this is what I get for not jumping on the vinyl train sooner, but I know that as soon as I try to do that, I'm going to want to replace every single CD that I have, and it's going to be expensive, and it's going to be a pain in the ass. I would like to suck my own dick for a second. <laughs> and tell you that I think the vinyl thing is a little silly. Um, if you move a lot, them shits are heavy as fuck. Um, you have to get up and flip them like every 20 minutes, you know? So like I listen to a lot of music when if I'm doing something around the house or I'm drawing or something like that. It's kind of a pain in the dick. I'm not going to lie, you know? Like also I'll tell you this. Um, I worked at a used record store in high school. So we're talking... 98 to 2001 right and my whole thing then was basically uh records like you know a zeppelin four or a, a you know dark side of the moon was like 5.99 and i had a 40 percent discount and basically it was just to use record store and there's tons of vinyl all over it. and like basically i would get like 200 bucks a week just sign it over to the store again and i just buy records because i get more of it you know, this is back in the day. You had to like buy something to listen to it or your friend had to buy it. You know what I mean? Like, so it made a lot more sense for me to just buy vinyl. And I was, you know, not really buying new vinyl because it was pretty hard to get, especially then. I don't think there was very much being pressed besides like hip hop and dance music. But um, yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of like how I grew into being like into all kinds of music, you know, like I got a lot of like old country and psychedelic and all that kind of stuff just because it was like, well, I could blow my paycheck on new CDs and not even know if I like them. You know, I mean, like, I bought plenty of, I did that plenty of times already, or I can just buy, buy these records that, you know, I've never heard that, uh, you know, I, I've heard of or someone recommended and it's like, you know, two bucks. That's why now when you go to a used record store and they have like a dark side of the moon for like, you know, $30, it's like, fuck off, man. That was before sound scans. So who knows how many they made. And like, that's record sold a lot of fucking records. It's not worth 30 fucking dollars. So I got on that kind of vinyl kick. And when people started doing it now, it, first of all, it made all the records fucking more expensive. And I honestly don't think that anybody has a good enough record player and stereo to listen to them and have the argument that it sounds better than a CD. And that's my TED talk. Yeah, I've never like felt like it sounded better. But the one benefit that there is is that you you get to see more of the art. Yeah, yeah. So I actually that's a big thing for me. You know, like uh, I remember with a with Aiken actually, like I remember really wanting a gateful, even though it was only one record. I was like man, it'd be so awesome to have like these killer photographs, super big. And uh, I remember Scott Flaster, who was in a band called Millions, if you remember, he uh, ran Seventh Rule Records. I actually asked him what we should do. And he said, well, it's a lot easier to roll a joint on a gatefold vinyl. And I was like, that's a, fucking, that's a good fucking point, man. Like, so yeah, I do like that aspect of it. And, you know, like nowadays, like I, um, I mean, I collect fucking toys and records and all these fuck comics and all this bullshit. I've tried to cut down slightly uh, on records because like 
once again, like, um, you know, I feel like, first of all, I bought a billion dollars worth of fucking music over my life, so it cut me a break. But, you know, like, I, I have Spotify, you know, so much shit streamed now. I listen to a lot of music in my car more so than at home. So, you know, uh, like, why do I need every record on vinyl? You don't need every, every album you've ever heard. You don't need a physical copy of it. You know what I mean? Like, I keep everything that I really love that I must have. I get that on vinyl, and I really like it. I, you know, have it. But I don't need, like, you know, the records I thought were okay from that band. Or I thought were like, oh, I like that song. No, that's a Spotify now, you know? Like, so I can't really get, uh, I can't say I'm not into the whole streaming thing. It's, it's pretty, pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of hit that point where um, I don't, like, do the whole streaming thing yet because... I just can't. Because you still listen that. to CDs, dude. Well, yeah, like but, in the 90s. <laughs> but I've I've hit the point too, though, where if I'm not super into a band and I don't really care about having like a physical copy of it, I'll just buy a digital copy of it. That's pretty. That's uh. That's pretty noble of you, and I I think that's pretty cool. I wish there were more people that did that as opposed to just streaming because it actually pays probably a lot better. That like pay like I don't fucking know how much I get paid for making music. God, uh, but like <laughs> it's definitely not a fucking lot. That's for sure. But um. Yeah, you know, like, uh, that's actually pretty cool. I don't, you know, and that's, this just goes along with, like, having physical space. You know what I mean? Like, at this point for me, you know, but uh, streaming's pretty cool. It's all right. I think it's, I still am, like, a big stickler for having a digital copy of something. Because, like, I, especially if I'm paying for it, I want to fucking own it somehow or another. So I can listen to it without having the internet on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want it on, I want it on drive. It's even, like, with movies, like, uh, I, I, I download movies illegally. I'll just go with it. I was going to try to make up a lie and say I pay for my shit. <laughs> but like, I like having the actual file, man. You know, like I don't want a billion DVDs, especially because they were getting so expensive with no fucking real reason for it. I thought, you know, like, and then, uh, but like, I want to be able to listen to, uh, do it without like worrying about a streaming service or like, uh, you know, like one of those like um, services where you buy the movie, but it's on a cloud. Like, I don't want that company going out of business. And then it's like, what the fuck do I do? Like, where's all my movies I bought? All these you know? So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I like, I like having a file too. I get it. Yeah. I mean, like I've, uh, I've kind of hit that point with a lot of things too, where like, um, there's this weird thing with video games now where, uh, on Grand Theft Auto 4, for example, when the license on some of the songs in that game expired, there was an update that went out that removed those songs from the game. Oh, it's like WWE and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. I never thought about that happening. Wow, that's crazy. Wow, fuck. Yeah, so it's like you can never experience that game the way that you originally experienced it again. Oh, so you have to have the the, the physical copy because then it's on there, right? Like, ah, dude, that's, yeah, see, there's points there. And like, you know, you basically uh, have to have the physical copy to like reinstall it and then not update it. And then not update it. Yeah. (laughs) This This is far, I'm like, I'm not a video game dude. This is far removed from putting it under my t-shirt and blowing it in to make sure it worked this time. I put it in the Nintendo. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, don't, dude, I, had, I had the regular Nintendo back in the day uh, in like the late 80s, early 90s, uh, which I think you're talking about the same one where yeah, like eventually the, the you hit the point one. where blowing in the cartridge don't work and you're blowing into the console too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was like a, a one trick I remember where like you put it in, you put the cartridge in just enough so like a little bit was sticking out and then you pushed it down so it kind of caught the lip. And then it would, dude, everyone had their own thing. Dude. It was a whole fucking deal, man. Like, I still have my original Nintendo. It works fine. Yeah. I took care of that shit. Um, I'm actually, like, been really interested in, like, video game sales, like, now, like, uh, the vintage stuff. 
like they've been grading video games now it's like it blows my mind that someone has like any sort of nintendo game original nintendo game sealed right like that shit was like 50 dollars in like 1988 like i don't know what uh the you know the uh what's it called um when prices go up the inflation rate is on that but like it's got to be insane right like who would have bought a 50 dollar video game just be like well i'm gonna put this on my shelf you know, it's like, fuck no, dude. Like, you played that fucking thing. How are there people out there with mint condition, like, Zeldas? You know, it's like, the, I think it's some of the people that find, like, um, there's a thing that I saw a few months back when all those Toys R Uses were closing, or maybe it was a few years back, really. I have no concept of time anymore. None but, of us uh, do. Don't worry. It's, <laughs> that's how this goes now. Yeah, we don't know yeah. anymore. Yeah, but when all the Toys R Uses were going out of business, I saw a thing on the on the internet where someone found a sealed copy of like Mario Kart 64 under one of the shelves at the Toys R Us that they worked at. Yeah, dude, I've been, <laughs> I've been seeing this like on a lot of like, uh, someone sent me a thing where it's like people are just like lifting up the shelves at Target and finding action figures. It's like, oh, fucking so many shelves I've never lifted up in my entire life. Like, <laughs> so I've been, I've been like, I haven't gone to a Target since I saw that video, but I'm like, I'm going to lift the fucking shelf up. I'm totally going to get like kicked out or something like that. Like, with my luck, I'm going to get banned from Target. I, have to buy the I mean, underneath, on the bottom ones, you did. Do you mean yeah, like, no, lift, like, like, like me lifted up on my head? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to take me with next you. To Yeah, no, yeah. No, like, it's like the bottom shelf. You know, like, uh, you know, they have pegs with, like, the figures on it, and then they have one shelf with stuff, and then another shelf? Yeah. It's that bottom shelf. You go in there, like, you just lift up the top of it, and underneath Oh, that plate that's on the bottom shelf. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, like, fucking gorilla pressing the fucking shelf. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I mean, I've seen crazy shit. Like, some people are saying they were finding, like, old toys under there that people, like, stashed or just got tossed under there for whatever reason. So, like, go to, like, some really old fucking Target, if that's even a thing. Uh, maybe yeah. find some cool shit. <laughs> like, who knows? Well, dude, I had um, up until maybe like three or four years ago, my original Super NES with like um, probably like a dozen games. And one of the games that I had on it was uh, Kirby's Dream Land 3. I had no idea that people wanted that game like really fucking bad. It came out the year after the N64 debuted. And I remember uh, oh, just okay, like getting sure. it on a whim in like fifth grade for like, I think 30 bucks or something. It went for like 150 online out of the yeah. box, but because there was still like the instruction manual and all that shit with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I fucking, so I have, um, I had the Sega Master System, like the pre- predecessor to Genesis. And that fucking system was so hard. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever played it, but like, I remember there was a like, Rocky game I have. We're like you like it's a I don't even know who the fucking character after uh, Mr. T is because I could never get past him. I just beat the first guy and then fucking Clubber Lang would whoop my fucking ass. And I basically I was like, fuck this game. This is like insane, you know. I never did it and like it's just sat on a shelf. So I have like a, a perfect copy of it. And like all, pretty much all my Sega Master System games are really mint. And I've been like kind of thinking, I've been looking them up. I haven't seen anything that's like worth shit, but it would make sense that some game that was released a year after the new for an old system that was uh you know uh when a, a new system was released like of course that's gonna be rare no one bought it you know like, that's just like the fucking the the basics of collecting you know anything that's you know not mass produced that's the one yeah master system was the one that was kind of like cube shaped right it was kind of like thick and then the genesis came out but the genesis still played the same games no oh no 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 so you're thinking of because i had like the small genesis. black genesis yeah, yeah. So there was Genesis that was big, 
And then there's Genesis that was small. And then there was like another thing that like you uh, you added Sega CD to it. Yeah, it's like a tray that you put your Genesis in, and then you put the Sega CD in it. It was like fucking wacky. This yeah, is you could add Sega Thirty Two X to the top of that. I had yes, exactly. That was like the last era of gaming for me. Yeah. Like, but Thirty Two X was a pain in the ass too because it had those metal plates that you had to figure out how to install to put that I in. Think I, I think I only had one game for. Yeah, I had Knuckles Chaotix, and I think I maybe had like the re-release of Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah, I had like the like, uh, two years after Star Wars. Mortal Kombat Three. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's all I ever had. I like never really played it. I did have like Rage in the Cage for Sega CD. That got some. That's got some hours on it. The Sega Masters was before this. It was like the Nintendo Sega, same era, right? Oh, okay. So it's like the yeah, yeah, like original Nintendo, and then they had Sega Master System. Real fucking low budget. Uh, uh, yeah, I like barely played it though. I got games for it and they were all super fucking hard. So yeah. I was like, all right, you know, like I don't think they quite had the grasp. I'm like, yeah, it should be challenging, but not fucking infuriatingly difficult. So <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think I got much play. And I, uh, I had uh, as a kid the Sega Genesis at my mom's house and then the Super NES at my dad's house. And I, I basically had the remember... same arrangement to my parents' house, my grandma's house, right? <laughs> so like, you know, I. I spent my grandma, really, my parents worked, so I spent a lot of time at my grandma's. So, like, every day I was there in the afternoon, I was like, well, fucking it's Mortal Kombat time, bitches, you know? <laughs> like, fucking, so yeah, I didn't play much, many video games at home. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the Sega, I always remember having, uh, aside from Sonic, like, all of the other exclusive games are just, like, weird stuff, like Echo the Dolphin. So, uh, there was a Jurassic Park game that I think is better than the Super Nintendo version. Oh, the Super uh, Nintendo one takes like six hours to beat, dude. Yeah, and it looks like shit. It's like an above view of it. It's awful. Yeah. I hate it, dude. When the I was Sega, when I was in first grade, uh, I had that whole uh, game like mapped out. So like me and my dad went you out of our a lot way. of effort into this. Shit. Yeah, yeah, because we uh we went out of our way to like beat it, and uh, we had a list with like where every key card in the game was at because you had to do yeah. everything in a certain order to finish it because otherwise oh, you just ran in circles forever. I think I did. I just stopped. I was like, "Fuck this game, it's fucking stupid." <laughs> like I, I, you know, there was some good like altered beasts on Genesis. That was a, a you know only for Genesis that ruled. Yeah, I've never played that shit. That was the fucking tightest game ever. Uh, there's like a Mickey Mouse game. I think is really sought after. Like Mickey Mouse in the Haunted Mansion, which was pretty fun. Yeah, um, I remember the one that yeah. was like um, it had levels where you played through different eras of Mickey Mouse. You started out at like Steamboat oh. Willie, and then you played all the way up through uh, I think maybe like Fantasia or something. Oh, that's kind of fun. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, the, the the spooky one was one I always played, and they also had like those awesome hockey games and basketball games, uh, like you know uh, Bulls versus uh, Blazers and Bulls versus uh, Magic. Um, they had uh, was that on there? Yeah, they had Jordan versus Bird. That was yeah. shit. Yeah, I played the shit out of that one too. <laughs> I had one uh, one NBA game when I was a kid, and it was NBA Live '95. So it was the year. Was it wasn't NBA wasn't Jam? No, for for oh, whatever awesome. reason, uh, I think it was because NBA Live '95 was on sale. <laughs> and it was That's the one sick. year that Jordan wasn't playing for the Bulls because he went to play baseball. <laughs> oh man, well, he wasn't on a bunch of games though. Too after after the first three titles, he wasn't on any of the games. Yeah. Anyway, you know, the one thing like I remember NBA about Jam. NBA Live '95 was that you could uh, you could change the teams, and my Bulls on that game were nothing but Rodman's. That's fucking awful. <laughs> it's a lot of rebounds, but whole, not a whole lot of free throws. You know, <laughs> uh, I actually the last <coughs> basketball game I wanted to play 
and I did was <coughs> the uh, Return of Jordan, like two K eleven or something like that. Yeah, that was pretty. Cool. That was all right, but I'm also like really awful at video games. It's like terrible. You know, like I've like played them where like my friend would stop by and like he'd watch me play and he'd be like, dude, like this is awful to watch. Like you're really bad at this. <laughs> I'm just not a video game. I'm so fucking bad at them now. There's too much shit going on. I like yeah, button mashes. I can't even mess with the sports games anymore because they uh they got too into the simulation part of it. The last time that I played an NFL game was maybe like 2013. And my dude just kept like falling over on the field the whole time because there was all these different things that you had to do uh, to keep him like running straight and from like yeah over like shit. how about forward yeah. you know like I'm not gonna hold on this fucking button like what the and then like like why does the joystick do? yeah yeah dude it sucks like I played like the 2K WWE games and it's like fucking insane you know it's like hit this button to break up break out it's like where's that button like and then you like kind of hidden it it's like. The guys are already fucking power sliding you. It's terrible. You know, yeah. it's, it's awful. It's not fun at all. And like, I'm just not, I just don't care enough, I guess, to get good at them. I don't know. I got yeah. other things to do, like fucking organize toys and shit. All right. <laughs> Read comics. Okay. Like I don't have fucking a billion hours a day. Yeah. So with, uh, with the re-release of Ake, are y'all doing that through uh, prosthetic? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's a little bit, we're trying to work all that, all the, all that out right now. Um, but yeah, we're on prosthetics, so why not? You know, um, uh, Pro, uh, Profound never uh, put it out on vinyl. They only did the CD of it, and then Brutal Panda uh, did the vinyl of it. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, like uh, prosthetics offering to do it, and I don't get to have to pay for it. It's pretty expensive, and I'm not sure if you heard about this. There's this thing called COVID that really fucked up my financial situation and entire life, pretty much. Um, so yeah, if someone's gonna pay for a vinyl pressing, it's Let's do that, you know? And also, like, I mean, I get to, you know, they're going to let me do whatever I want. And I don't really know what that means or what even what I want to do yet. But, yeah, why not? Yeah. Do you know if y'all ever be able to put out, um, uh, shit, I forgot the name of the album now. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, what, uh, Glorified? Yeah, yeah. Are y'all ever going to be able to put out a Glorified piece of Blue Sky again? I think so. Yeah, yeah, because Candlelight went on a, went out of business. So, I mean, I don't, really, I don't know if anyone's going to come looking for us from Candlelight. When we got dropped from Candlelight before we signed with Trophy put out eight, uh, the email saying that we could go and look for a new record label was addressed to Simon. So <laughs> I don't know if fucking Simon, let alone a Simon that's in my band. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, who knows? I mean, I know that they went out of business, though. So who knows? I'm sure, you know, we could. Maybe for like the 15th anniversary or something like that. We already missed it 10 years last year, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, because I remember y'all were able to reissue um, one amongst the weed fields along with uh, your first EP back in 2014. Yeah, I saw that checks out. Yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) That was also like, um, we didn't really, uh, they didn't pay, they didn't like pay for that to get recorded. We just kind of did it. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't think it was like, and then like, you know, they, yeah, I said they went out of business, so it's not like I could fucking call them up or anything. You know, I can't email anybody. That the at candlelightrecords.com emails don't work anymore. So, um, yeah, I, I can't imagine they, they gave a bunch of a fuck. Like I said, they, they didn't do shit for us while we were on their label. So, also, fuck them. Let's go with that. Fuck them. You know, like, they didn't do fucking a dick thing to me when we were on that label. I was so stoked to get dropped. <laughs> it was like the greatest thing ever. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of one amongst the weed fields, uh, y'all are also doing a covers EP again, right? Yeah, we recorded most of it. Um, it's just been like kind of like finding the time to finish it. Um, you know, like I mentioned in other other interviews, like just recently, like we're all industry workers, man. You know, like we're all every one of like a couple of us opened up bars right before the pandemic. Awesome, uh, that ruled. Uh, you know, so like we really can't. There's like you know a lot. Basically, this last year has been trying to survive. You know, and like, I can't really fault any of us because like every time that I wanted to work on something, there was like, you know, it had to be the right time and right, uh, like I had to have enough time to get it done. And like, that didn't happen very often because there was a lot of times where like, fuck, like, you know, I need to pay rent, you know, I got to pay my fucking phone bill, you know, like I can't really justify turning down a money-making opportunity to go jam with my buddies, even though it's all I really want to do. You know, but um, so, yeah, you know, now that everything's lightning back up, though, uh, you know, we're getting back together uh, next week. We talk. So start fucking figuring shit out. You know, like we got some covers to put out and they will be put out one way or the other, you know, so probably before a new record, but a uh, new record probably either end of next year, early 2023. It seems like forever. Yeah. Are you all uh, covering anything that's going to be out of left field? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not telling you what they are. <laughs> <laughs> like, no yeah because they're they're all pretty wild picks to be honest with you um all pretty wild even though like i could i mean if you if you know our band if you like our music i think you could pretty much figure it out like i mean like as far as where it all comes from you know and um well i did want to try to finish it during the pandemic because i had like a whole kind of there's like there's an overarching theme you know but uh yeah i think it's still gonna work you know, so it'll come out as soon as you get it done. I'm pretty stoked. I think they're really fucking fun, you know, and uh, they were sounding pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've always liked about Atlas Moth is that uh, everyone in that band, even though the musical tastes kind of overlap, each of you kind of comes from a different place. Like, you know, you're like a Deftones guy. Dave's uh, like a really kind of spacey dude. Uh, He's like a classical dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's like he played in orchestras all through like school. He like played in China in the White House. So did Andrew. So those guys are both like musicians, you know. Like I'm very much like, let's just fucking turn it up, man. Fucking play a riff, you know. Like I, I write shit, and they're like, that's in this timing, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> like yeah. if you say so, motherfuckers. Like, and you got like so Mike yeah. who does the uh, all the death metal stuff, and I mean he's like your third drummer because y'all are Spinal Tap over there with that shit. Fucking drummers, am I right? You know what I mean. <laughs> I think Mike is, um, I think Mike is the man though. Uh, we all get along so well and it always felt no matter who we had drumming with all due respect to their talent and, and, uh, the, the time they put in, it never felt like five of us. It always felt like four of us. And like, that's kind of the thing. Like we're all such close friends, you know, like this band doesn't, it's not like we lose a like, drummer and we were like, Oh, you know, it's like, nah, man, like who else am I going to hang out with? You know, like we got to stay in a band. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, but we never, I never really felt there's always, like I said, four of us talking about the other guy who was fucking doing something fucked up. Uh, so now it actually feels like five of us, you know, which is really fun. You know, it's like, it's almost like we had to wait for him to graduate, you know, junior high for him to join our band because he's like 16 or however old he is. I mean, there's a, just also kind of a limited number of drummers in that city too it seems like everyone's got the same like three or four drummers that they pass around uh yeah yeah that's, I, mean, I think that's drummers in general i mean there's a fuckload of drummers are they any good i mean it's really important to have a good drummer especially like 
we've gotten so dependent on playing to a click live, which is fucking bananas. I can't even believe that we ever did that. And I've gotten there and that's how we play live. That's fucking insane to me because I would have never thought I would ever be in a band that did that. But uh, yeah, he's like, we have to have a fucking great drummer and Mike's a goddamn machine. Like I tell, I think I've told this like when I was <laughs> talking right after we put out Coma Noir, but like, you know, you go to the studio and you bring in all your fucking gear and you know, drums are always first and you, but you set everything up. It's a big setup day. No one ever expects to track anything. And, you know, you do start with drums and maybe you track like one song of drums that day, maybe one or two, depending at the end of the night. Right. Just more. And sometimes you come in the next day and like you just do it again. You know, um, it's more like getting a feel and getting sounds. Fucking that jerk off. Mike walked into the studio, set up his drums and recorded like seven of the nine songs that day. And I'm like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Like it's making me look like a fucking <laughs> asshole over here. Um, so. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. You know, I mean, like, he's, he's a fucking killer drummer. I literally like playing with him. You know, he's a good kid. Yeah. But he'll, uh, once he gets some hair on his chest, he'll be ready to go. <laughs> once he goes through puberty, he'll be fucking... Yeah, I see a bright future for him. <laughs> is, uh, is Sanford going to be producing your all stuff again? I'd assume so. Yeah. I mean, like, I never thought... I haven't thought about that, but, like, I don't see why he wouldn't. You know, like... Uh, yeah, I would assume so for sure. Yeah, and I figure it's uh, it's probably you know going to be either him or Andrew. Whenever I like think about that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I think like we kind of like killed Andrew's love for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> which is like kind of hilarious. Like, he was really harsh on me on vocals, and like I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him when I'm done with this. Like, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna hit him right in the face. And like then I go in there and it's like, okay, that sounds pretty great. So like, I guess you were right, you know. Like, thanks for pushing me, pal. But uh, yeah, I think I mean he's uh him and his uh, his wife have a bar. He's one of the people that opened a bar. So uh, yeah, I don't think he's gonna want to record us. <laughs> I think he'd rather let someone like Sanford do it. Yeah, you know, uh, shout out to Kite String Cantina too. They've got fantastic taquitos. They do. And beverages. Yeah. Uh, what was it that they were doing? Like margaritas? Uh, they were doing like those slushies. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, like they're on tap kind of. Yeah, it's pretty great. Then the, uh, I forgot the Negroni one was really good. I like drinking. Wait, let me tell you. No, no, I, uh... <laughs> so you can get me fucked up? Great. Let's do it. <laughs> I got to check that place out uh, last time I was in town, which is, I guess, like three years like, ago now. Yeah, right? Three yeah. years ago, you know, like this way everyone, like every time I've like talked to anybody about it, it's like, oh yeah, it was like a couple months ago. It's like, yeah, dude, that was 2019. It's like, oh, that's right. An entire like year of my life is totally wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. You know, <laughs> I'm glad I'm only 38 and not like much older where it's like, wait, what the fuck? You know, like, because like, I'm although like, you know, and touring seems like a goddamn huge endeavor right now, simply because I haven't done it in that long and my life and all of our lives have been so upheaved, you know, um, it seems like a tall proposition, you know, but like, I could only imagine if like, it was, I was at that point where maybe I missed the last year I was, I could be able to tour, you know, cause I, I, I was so old. So I just got that going for me. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you opened up a Dante's too, right? I did. Yeah. Dante's pizza about Dante's tavern. Um, it's on Chicago and Damon here in Chicago. 
we got we moved during the pandemic you know uh there's a lot well, everything was up in the air man it was really stressful you know but luckily we pulled through and uh yeah it's still there next time you come through i'll take you yeah, I mean, uh, you know, more than likely, I'm going to be moving back there in September. So uh, yeah, I say so. I'll wait till that there. happens. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I've been saying that for like a fucking decade. <laughs> yeah, pretty much ever since I left, I've been saying I was going to move back. Yeah, so like a decade, like fucking twelve years. <laughs> so until you're here, I don't fucking do the damn thing. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, you uh, you do some design work for uh, for a lot of people in the area too. Uh, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna do this, aren't you? Yeah, really one of the people is our mutual friend uh, Eddie Gobo. Yes, uh, who has some interesting shirts for his band. Something is waiting. Uh, all I want, this, I, to I want to put this out there because I'm sure Eddie's <laughs> going to definitely listen to this. Um, Roger needed to do a podcast interview with you. That's why I haven't finished the mock-up for the design that I'm going to send you as soon as I'm done recording. Eddie, it's a, ch- it's a chill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his um his shirts are uh are always interesting. <laughs> uh Eddie's shirts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes, yes, his shirts are always interesting. Uh, like they're pretty they're it's very inside jokey. And yeah. I, I don't I, I uh I just I just do it's like one of those things where it's like you know I just drive the car man you know like oh, I just I just draw man you know like this is not me and I also you showed me a shirt earlier that I didn't do I didn't know that he had other people doing that kind of blew my mind <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean like uh, that's great you know like you, sure of course but I just never thought of it <laughs> yeah it's uh his thing is that like the the jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes reach yeah. a point sometimes where it's hard to figure out what exactly the shirt's supposed to be <laughs> yeah and, I think and like i wonder i always wonder right? how you figure that out just from him describing what he wants oh, oh man oh so usually he'll tell me something he usually asks me if, he th- if i think it's a good idea or not and as of late i've been very short with it. it's like yep nope like you know <laughs> because <laughs> i realized that i can't uh you know i don't want to encourage it i want it to happen naturally because he's so particular so usually I ask him a lot of questions. Usually a lot of people will ask me to just do whatever on like maybe within some parameters, but um, Eddie is so very particular, which is fine, you know, uh, but usually let him tell me everything. And then he usually starts adding stuff. And that's when I'm like, Whoa, hold on a second. Uh, and sometimes I just go for it. You know, uh, he's got wacky ideas. And there are a lot of times I'm like, Hey, what about this? He's like, no, I'm like, well, wow. That's kind of incredible. Like I was very looking at a very design way. You know, like for the properties of design, this would be great. Oh, absolutely not. Is always the answer. So, you know, like I just listen to him and, you know, and uh, I do, I do uh, uh, make a couple arguments here and there, but mostly it's just that he's uh, at his vision. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're great in the sense that anytime that I wear any of those shirts, people just kind of scratch their heads and they're like, what is that even supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. Which if, if that, you know what? Eddie, if that is your fucking shtick, if that's like your fucking gimmick, then I get it now, finally. <laughs> but I don't think he's thought that far through. I think that he uh, he loves, he's very enthusiastic, which I love. Yeah. So, but I'm always like, okay, you know, <laughs> that'll be like, do you get it? I'm like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, uh, yeah, maybe that's maybe it's all the whole thing all up. 
I mean, I've, uh, so I've got pretty much all of the, the something is waiting shirts. So I was thinking, do you literally can, have, like, do you mean you have yeah. all of them or do you I think you I have, have I'm missing maybe like one or two. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Hit me. So I think we could go through all of them and rate them on a scale of this is funny and it makes a lot of sense <laughs> to, <All right. laughs> to what the fuck was Gobo thinking? <laughs> oh yeah. We can do that. For sure. All right. Let's do it. All right. So the first one I've got here is the uh, the Black Album one that he did. Oh, yeah. This one yeah. always gets some weird looks now anytime that I wear it because people think that it's the Don't Tread on Me snake. I mean, yeah, right. Technically, and I'm a bald dude. Uh, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to watch that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is some shit right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> this one I, don't know. I actually like a lot because I think that this one, I get the joke. It's, it's, so this stays in the parameters of one joke. Yeah, there's one yeah. joke. Right? So like in that case, yeah, you know, that, that's a 10 out of 10. I designed that one and it was super easy. And he'll always say that it's going to be a super easy thing and it never is. And that one really was. I actually remember being like, dude, that actually really was easy. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> this one, I still haven't totally figured out. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. So first of all, I'll tell you what one of the hardest things ever to do is to draw hair on a bald man especially a bald man that for, you know, my entire life I've known as bald. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like trying to figure out where the hairline goes on that was so hard. Uh, there were supposed to be some other elements around it involving Chicago sports teams logos. Yeah. Uh, so, so for people that are just listening to the audio version too, this is a shirt that has Hulk Hogan, but with Guido hair. And he's got a Sopranos logo tattooed on his chest, but it's got the backwards R from corn in it. You just said so many things that have no business being in the same sentence, you know? Um, I remember, like, this This one went through a lot. This one was really fucking hard. Um, yeah, I, I that was a fucking bitch of a shirt to finish. And he kept going and changing things. And I couldn't understand where he wanted these logos placed. Um, that one for my mental anguish, uh, I'm going to give that one a 10, too. I think it's a 10. Are we doing one through 10? I think so. We're doing I mean, double. Ten, like, ten, like, ten is ten is uh, ten is. I get the joke, and this makes sense. And one is oh, like, wait, what was okay, Gobo oh, thinking? Wait. All right, no, that's what I'm judging. That's a fucking. That's a one. Because <laughs> I still have no idea what the fuck he was thinking. Yeah, I haven't figured that one out at all. The, the first one is a, is a ten. I get that one, and yeah, totally. That one's a, that one's a one. That was a zero. Yeah. For my mental language. See, that's what I needed to know. You know. <laughs> This one is one of my favorites because it's a throwback reference to the Pantera home video, but you have yeah, to what have is seen it? the Pantera home video to get it. <laughs> right. What is the, what does the lesson plate say? Um, three W I G. So three, watch it go. <laughs> Cause it's the right. Pantera right. Video. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good is, shirt. For people that are listening, it's a, it's a station wagon on a white t-shirt and beneath it, it says the satanic Falcon. <laughs> Yes, which was a joke from the third Pantera home video. Yeah, I'm gonna give that one a ten. That one's a good one. Yeah, this I, one I, I actually understand. That. Yeah, yeah, I get that one. It makes total sense. This is like before. It's like almost like you know we can like we should figure out when these shirts came out so we can like uh, you know track the progress of Gobo going off the reservation. Well, it's kind of back and forth because um, oh, we'll so you know, okay, yeah. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yeah, jump the gun. Yeah, because the uh, the Hogan Sopranos one was one of the most recent ones that he did like last fall oh i know oh i know yeah 
I know that one. Yeah, that one's that one uh, is a scar on my soul. <laughs> that one, I hated everything about it. That's, I, I, I'm giving it a zero. I don't even want it a one. I want zero. Yeah, yeah. So say yeah, so far and and, uh, and the Metallica one are. I'm, I'm giving tens. Yeah, those are I those are um mid. They're they're late 2018, early 2019. Oh. I think they're early 2019. Okay. okay. And the only reason that I remember that is because uh, I wore the Satanic Falcon one to a friend's engagement party. Sorry, sorry, my dog just threw up. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'm glad that you know because I have no yeah. fucking idea. I've tried to like, I, I have no idea anything anymore. So I'm time wise. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next shirt is the uh, typo negative parody red number one. It's got a mock-up of a typo cover with Peter Steele, Amy Adams, and Nicole Kidman. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, so I get... I, you know, I don't know, man. This is a tough yeah. one, too. Because, uh, like, wait, do they, they don't have red hair, do they? Amy Adams oh. does, sort of. Nicole Kidman kind of did. I think it was Strawberry Blonde. It was Strawberry Blonde. Is that considered red? I, I don't know. <laughs> See, this is, yeah, I don't know. So Maybe wait, that's the joke. That's the answer. Maybe yeah. that's the joke. Do we, so do we get it or we don't get it? I get that it's a typo parody. <laughs> so what, are we going to give it like a five? Or is it I, it's in the middle. It's in the middle because I'm not 100% sure what the joke is other than it's yeah, a Yeah, I want to give that one a four to six. <laughs> it could be any of those three numbers in there, four or five or six. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to do a follow-up. I'll try yeah. to do some research. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is one of the first ones that he did in late 2017, early 2018. The uh, Ozzy Oh, Pest yeah. Piece. Dude, yeah, this was a pain in the ass because I... <laughs> Chess piece. <laughs> like, so it was so hard to find a good image of that. It was almost impossible uh, to, like, to, to like, uh, draw it. Uh, it was super hard to find. I remember. Yeah. Uh, I get this joke. I don't know if Eddie knows about tattoos enough to make jokes about him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he has no tattoos. Yeah, he doesn't have any. Yeah, and he uh, and I, I think that he has. Well, like, how do we know joke. that he doesn't have any? He might have like a Brock Lesnar kill them all tramp stamp. Hundred <laughs> percent. I guarantee it. Hundred percent. He does not have anything on that bottom. I guarantee. It. He's uh, yeah. No, no way. He can never decide. He never could yeah. decide. That's half the reason that some of these shirts. I'm like, tell me what you want. You know, like he like takes four days to pick an H. You know, like yeah. it literally just happened. It took like four days for him to pick an H. You know where you can find a really good uh, photo of that chess piece, right? The uh, down to earth cover. Well, that's great news. <laughs> <laughs> like five years. I'm later. never drawing that thing again. <laughs> yeah, like, get the fuck out here. Down there sorry all right so uh here's the uh the very first one from 2017 it's got the uh raiders logo oh, the front. oh oh yeah there we go right, oh yeah, there we the go very okay. first one from 2017 raiders logo on the front with carrie king's face in the middle and then the back just says raiders logo so i i get the front right because i know like carrie king's uh carrie king was always wearing raider shirts right yeah. from oakland right so i totally get that part of it now the back, I have no idea. That I don't even remember. How, like, I wish I could go back and remember what he said about that. That was probably one of those times where I was like, like, okay, 
Like you want to spend money to get the back printed with that on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I have no Raiders logo. There is a Raiders logo on the front. Yeah. Well, he's he's printing all the shirts though with his company though, right? So it's his money that he's spending. You're on. giving you're you're giving away too many inside secrets. Man. You know? <laughs> this is too inside baseball for the for for, uh, for for the civilians out there. <laughs> yeah. No, the the thing with that Raiders shirt was it was the first something is waiting shirt that uh that i think he put out there was that and there was another one that we'll get to in a minute which was the white zombie parody but um i don't remember that one oh uh we'll get to that in a second the thing with the raiders thing though was when he showed me that the first time i was like okay but what does that have to do with your band but that's like a running theme across all the shirts (laughs) all of them yeah all all they're like all (laughs) something that eddie likes I mean, I, I, I try. He says he sells the shit out of these shirts, and I hope he does. Uh, I always try to make sure I do designs that are cool looking that people would want to buy that I would want to buy. If I wish I could just put Hulk Hogan on a t shirt, that'd be fucking hilarious. Just like, like, you know, like Ric Flair's face, you know, or like, I don't know, like just Batman. They always have a Batman shirt, just him, just Batman on the front. Yeah. And in the back, real small, it'll say the Atlas. I'll probably sell more t shirts. He, like I said, he might be a fucking genius. Do Mothman. Just turn Batman's cape into moth wings. So that's, that's already getting into like some like more like uh, a cool looking design, right? You know, I'm talking like, no, I want to do nothing. I want to just fucking put <laughs> Batman's face on the shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's all I do. I'm coming yeah. soon. Do it. Web store here, here. All right, here's the uh, the most recent thing that he did, I think. And it uh, has not aged well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that hasn't aged well. Yeah, he, uh, he put this out right before Marilyn Manson got canceled. So it's the uh, Kevin from the Wonder Years with uh, removed his dick or removed a rib to suck his dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that one was pretty painless. I also get this joke 100%. Yeah, that's a ten. I can't argue. That's a total, total ten. Although it has aged poorly. <laughs> it but immediately is, you know aged what, poorly. Yeah, immediately, you know, that should have been a lesson <laughs> to not lean on other motherfuckers for your t-shirts. You know, like you just don't put the fucking Marilyn Manson on your t-shirt, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you get. It's a because it's also similar to um, the artwork from the Smells Like Children shirts. Correct. Yes, that was all on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that was pretty, that was one thing all the way through. I like that. That was good. Well, I mean, aside from the unfortunate <laughs> business. <laughs> all right. So this one I get too. It's the uh, get your leg one with the dog from the Alice in Chains album yeah. on the pocket, except it's got its leg back. <laughs> yeah. Is that all that it is? Is yeah. that? It's just it's just the dog on the pocket. And then on the back at the bottom, it says something is waiting. <laughs> get your leg. Yeah. yeah. So that was really, that was a difficult shirt to do. And I do get that joke, but I also, that one, that one's too far. You know, <laughs> leave the dog out of it. Eddie. <laughs> I'm going to give that one a, a one. Yeah. My, uh, my only issue with that shirt is that you have to look at the ass of the person that's wearing it to see that it's a something is waiting shirt. That's an interesting take. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm going to go with the fact that it's fucking just an Allison Chain shirt and not a something in his shirt aside from they put her name on it. Just throwing that out there. Come on now. Yeah, pretty much. The only difference yeah. is the dog has four legs. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, the only people I know that didn't have never realized that. You know, it's like they yeah. never noticed it was a three-legged dog. They're like, oh, it's a dog on the cover. Like, cool, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, so I, like, I think that I always knew because there was a kid that I knew in middle school who called that album three-legged dog even though it doesn't have a name yeah yeah okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the one that we were talking about earlier that uh, you didn't do the design on yeah I didn't it's a mock-up of a tinder profile with Melissa age 28 Wait, you know what I think I maybe did do this shirt <laughs> How long? This, that's perfect. I'm so glad that I literally thought that I did. I actually think I did do this t-shirt. Yeah. I'm pretty it's positive a, I did now, I think. It's about a great King just, Diamond joke. Yeah. Yeah. Face actually, is even it, one of the uh, the logo or one of the, the swipe logo things at the bottom. Yeah, see, like, I like this because it, it's, it's, it'll draw somebody in to look at it and be like, wait, what the fuck is going on right here? Um, yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a 10 out of 10. I, 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 yeah, I think I did do that. One. I think I that was my favorite it. one out of out of the whole bunch. I think it is too. Yeah, that actually is a cool shirt. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to explain right. it too much. You know, <laughs> other than people like, wait, what is all this shit? It's like, oh, it's a my buddy's band. You know, like that's it. The other one's like, yeah, but why do you have Nicole Kidman, Peter Steele, and Amy Adams on the shirt? You know, like yeah. <laughs> so, like if yeah. you if you wear that shirt and someone sees it. And knows that it's a reference to King Diamond, Merciful Fate. After they look at it, you instantly have an in with that person too. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a good shirt. It's a good yeah. one. All right. So this one is the uh, the baseball jersey one that he did with the Ride yeah. the Lightning parody, but it's a uh, amusement park ride. Yeah, where six, actually... six six flags in River North Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So like, I like. I did this one. Uh, I dig the idea. Actually, this is pretty fun. You know, like <laughs> this would be a great like just uh, parody Metallica shirt in general. You yeah, know, not for a band. You know, but then I remember like I rode the lightning. It's like, dude, like no one knows where that like the relation is with that in Illinois unless you're from here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and even then, like I don't know if everybody knows where that place. Like, what is it? Like Homewood, Illinois, or something? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's way up in one of the suburbs. Yeah, no, that's a that's a joke for Eddie to make to enjoy for himself. <laughs> because unless you're from here and actually you know you're not gonna get that shit it's gonna be like okay you know? yeah <laughs> all right here's the uh the white zombie parody it's also got a sound garden joke it was like the very first one that they did with kim thale in the middle of the white zombie logo yeah that says so more like, spoon man than spoon man yeah oh man i do remember this one um that's a pretty good design but i don't understand why you're com- combining Soundgarden and White Zombie. Isn't it his two favorite for your band? Yeah, Yeah, but yeah, but for your (laughs) band. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Like the Ira the Lightning. That's like pretty. That's pretty like clever. That one is just like, wait, what? You know, like I think I kind of remember him asking me to do that, and me being like, I don't get this at all. You know, (laughs) like it worked. It worked. Yeah, that does look cool. I guess just don't get it. So one. Last year, I tried to get him to do a shirt because we were, he and I have been going on about Space Lord for like three years now. And I tried to get him to do a shirt where it was his face and Galactus's helmet. And the back was going to say Space Lord, Father, Father. And they were going to put it out around like Father's Day. 
I hate you for making me want to draw this shit. Well, I sent, so him, intense, I sent man. him his face. I think I showed you the the um just his face you in the what? Galactus helmet. And then I sent it to him and he he gets back to me. He's like, Can you draw like the whole galaxy around that? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, so like I forgot I had to draw something for him. He goes, Oh, yeah, well, this will be way easier than the norms. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, no, it's not. Like sometimes the normal stuff is just like grabbing a couple of photos on the internet and putting the contrast stuff. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, um, yeah, he he has un, uh, unrealistic expectations sometimes. <laughs> a lot I mean, of people do that. Well, like, if you don't draw, it's like you don't know. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. This isn't just any. I have like a ton of like bands that'll be like, hey man, you design for us. Like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, any ideas? And they're literally like, no man, whatever you want. And whenever I do that, I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. Because, like, I guarantee that whatever I fucking send back, they're like, oh, I didn't want a skull. You know, it's like, no matter what it is, I didn't want a tree on there, you know? Like, sometimes they'll be like, oh, man, that's cool. Except can you change, like, this, this, and this? It's like, that's the entire fucking shirt. So, like, you want a different shirt, right? Well, no, oh, yeah. You know, it's like, okay. So the logistics of the layering for putting the galaxy on there was also just, like, yeah yeah it's, it's bananas like <laughs> and also the other thing is too is i learned this and i've learned the hard way is that that hey can you put that in there sometimes be like you, you know what never mind i liked it before like more often than not you know like that's a very typical like a backtrack once he sees it so i very much try to be eloquent when i'm like i don't know about that if i if i'm pretty sure it's going to be a failure yeah so one more shirt it's one of the other ones that he did last year this one I don't get aside from the fact that I hate friends. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And like, um, so it's uh, it's Ross from <laughs> Friends, but he's wearing a Public Enemy shirt and he's got crosshairs over his heart. And then the back is anti-Ross. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, and, but yo, know, so I get this joke, so I give it a ten. But I remember it. Um, I mean, I was kind of like, I think this is when I started being like, wait, why are we adding all these things together? Like, what does Friends have to do with Public Enemy and your band? <laughs> Yeah, like I like to do parody shirts too. I like to try to like uh, you know incorporate it with our band and even the most far reach possible, you know. Uh, and but I have yet to really see what any of these have to do with him in his band. Yeah. Other than it's his personality, which I get if that's it. But yeah. I've never been explicitly told that, so I don't know. That's why I'm questioning it all. So I tried to uh, after we were talking last week, I tried to sell him again on the idea of doing a follow up to Sting versus Sting uh, from the Jarred Loose shirts, you know, his old band. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, you should take this uh, style of Rob Zombie shirt. And I sent him the the one where it's like the mock up of like a CBGB's like poster. Kind oh, of yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I was like, but you should do um, Ono versus Zuna battle of the yokos a triple x showdown that's pretty good <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome <laughs> like, yeah did you not get it he uh he was just like there's kind of something there <laughs> which is like that's eddie for um for like, yeah, i'm not feeling it yeah no no the only thing i love about him though is that he's so particular he knows what he wants usually like, to an extent like i said he does fucking changes damn mind a lot and makes me want to uh kill him but uh, i love him to death and uh, he is he knows what he's going for yeah you know i think it's all up in the air you know like i said i think he's working us all oh yeah yeah no we uh 
you know, we sit here and we joke, but like Eddie's one of the coolest people that we know, but he's also no, one of the weirdest people that we know. <laughs> I think it's all out of love. I call him the anti-Mark, you know, because yeah. he's like, ben, he's such a wrestling Mark that he's gone around the world and now he's like into Cena. You know, unironically, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, you fucking, this fucking guy, you know, like, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, I can always, like, anything that I know will be a hot take, he will be the man saying it to me. Anything. It's like, I imagine hot takes. I'm like, I bet Eddie likes that shit. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I do agree with him about AEW, though. Yeah, you guys are all full of the best shit. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, uh... I can't. I can't. I can't force you guys to watch anything. <laughs> but you guys are very, very particular. And mind you, I will tell you that I will say I agree with Eddie about fifty percent of the time on wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know about all that shit. I think you guys are all wrong. You guys need to open your minds. I mean, I, uh, I agree with him 0% of the time about <coughs> the usefulness of air conditioning. <laughs> uh, why does he not have air conditioning? Um, he is very much into things being uh, very warm. <laughs> you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like he want, maybe wants to be uncomfortable himself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's Eddie for you, though. He's an interesting cat, man. <laughs> he's yeah, one of a yeah, kind. He's, uh, the mold. Yeah, he's, he's gonna he's, love this because he's gonna get this entire podcast is about me. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I put out a calendar with a bunch of pictures of my dog uh, to help pay some bills earlier in the year, and I remember yeah, I've got it hanging on the wall. Yeah, thank you. So like, he literally asked me when I mentioned the calendar to him. He's like, "Hold on, am I in this calendar?" I'm like. <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> like no fucking Eddie. Like don't want to see you. Like <laughs> so fucking weird. I love it. It's great. It's not the best answer you could never imagine. You never like dream up the question he is going to ask, and then when he asks it, so I was like, what the fuck? That's incredible. <laughs> Through the roof. <laughs> you should have put your dog into something as waiting shirt in one of the pictures. <laughs> oh, he catch it, man. He catch it. He was like so. I sent him a design. I had to finish after I get off the off with you. The other day, and I was sitting, it was on my laptop, was on my lap. I just took a picture on my phone of the screen to show it to him. He goes, Well, you know, it's not curved, it's not on an angle on the shirt. I'm like, yeah. Eddie, my computer's on an angle, you know. <laughs> it's on my fucking lap, man. Give me a break. You like the design? <laughs> like, God. He's uh yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't miss something like that. But you never know. This podcast is probably gonna spawn a shirt. I guarantee it, you know. Watch this happen. It's going to be like a screenshot of this or something like that. And then, like, I don't know. I'm going to be a clown. And uh, I don't know. Like, like you know, fucking Chris Cornell's going to be over your shoulder and <laughs> something. I don't fucking even know. Someone will be back there. Something will be happening with those action figures on your shelf. You could, One you of could them be revamp. You could revamp the um the luchador shirt that you did like three different versions of a decade ago. Yeah. But one Jesus. of the luchadors has your head on it now. And one of them has my head on it. <laughs> But but we'll both have luchador masks on, and you won't be able to tell it's actually us. <laughs> that's actually I think we may have thought of an Eddie Gobo shirt right there. That's that's how <laughs> that's how multi-layered it is. He's an onion, you know. He's got many layers. You only know that it's us if anyone tells you that it's us. Yes, exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. That's it's the same exact shirt. It's just got yeah. the jarred loose logo switched out for something. It's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is genius shit. I'm gonna pitch it to him later. <laughs> Oh man, amazing. Yeah. Um, so I've had you for like an hour now. Um, 
Is there anything else that uh, that we need to get to? Well, so I did want to get into Loki. Which oh, you yeah. Want, yeah. Did you watch it yet? No, that's what I was about to say. You know what I mean? Like, I'm waiting to right now to watch it. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to wrap up with you. So, yeah. if you want, we can do a little an epilogue tomorrow and add on to this <laughs> before you release it. Or we can just follow it up after maybe, you know, some, uh, another, you know, whatever. Whatever you want. I'm always down to talk. Yeah, yeah. We could, um... We could follow up after the season's over. Yeah, be like I can just put it out as like a bonus clip on YouTube. Yeah, perfect. We'll do that. Maybe All we can right. do like a we can do an entire fucking like uh, Disney Plus now being in our in our realms. Three shows deep. Now I feel like it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we I mean, go over both, uh, we both into the whole toy collecting thing too. So yeah, like maybe after, after I move up there, we should just do like a toy unboxing show. Dude, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also, it sucks that, like, I can't, like, sit in front of my fucking, at least that. You know, I'm in my kitchen, like, on a stool, like, at my yeah. island. You know, like, there's cabinets behind me. That one that's been open this entire time is annoying the shit out of me, too. It's fucking, my OCD is going through the fucking roof. It's, like, entire, I wanted to turn around and just close it really quick, but I, it's like, I can't, can't miss a question. So, the first thing I do when I get off, I'm going to close that cabinet. It's going to feel great. <laughs> But yeah, fucking let's do it again. Yeah, it's good Real talking soon. to you. Always good to see you, man. My, run you, my, my, run you, my, run.